Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick a favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to episode 16 of the Boomtron Podcast. I am Diego. I'm joined with Damon and Amy. This is episode 16. We have news. We have shows. What's going on, everyone? Not much. I watched uh, I watched a lot more than I thought. <laughs> so, so, so let's see. My, my news is that they canceled hoops. <laughs> I oh. mean, I, I, I don't know why you cancel an animated show, but... I mean, it wasn't great. It was kind of funny. I get it, but that is is now canceled, unfortunately. I can't say that I'm super sad about that one. Yeah. But you liked it. You enjoyed it. It was okay. It was definitely enjoyable. So that is canceled, unfortunately. There was some other news, though, and I just forgot what it was. It was another show that I liked, though, that was canceled. So, you know, they're definitely making some cancelizations now, so... <laughs> Okay. A lot. I feel like a lot of the shows you watch, Damon, are getting canceled. What Maybe are you trying these, to say? I I'm just saying that a lot of the shows you watch are canceled. That's all. I'm okay. stating <laughs> observations here. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're telling me. <laughs> Tell me my shows are bad, so they get canceled. Okay. I, I'm just. I I didn't say that. Is that's the way you're feeling about <laughs> it? That's that's something personal that you might have to, you know, fix on your own time. But uh, <sighs> it, you Amy, know, do you it, have it news? I do, I do. So one of the shows that I watched this week and then one that I watched last time falls into this category, but Netflix is putting together yet another one of those choose-your-own-ending um, shows. This one's going to be called We Lost Our Human, and it's about these animals, and I believe that one day all the humans are gone, and so you get to be the animals and make choices, and I'm really inter- I'm enjoying them. I think they're doing a really good job with those. I like the way that they set them up, so I'll definitely be watching that when it comes out. All right. Okay. All right. For me, I have that they're renewing uh, Blood of Zeus, so season two oh, renewed. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Actually, I think season two and three got renewed by Netflix, so I'm looking forward to that. I know we talked about that maybe an episode or two ago, but I really enjoyed it. Amy, I think you enjoyed it, or Damon, which one have you watched? It? I didn't. I, I didn't watched watch it. it. I didn't, like I said, it was okay. I just didn't love it because it wasn't a real person. That's right, yeah. But I mean, um, but I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch seasons two and three, see where the story goes. Um, so that's, that's exciting well, I, for me. I guess, yeah, I guess the other piece of news that I, I, again, I is that the official trailer for season three of Cobra Kai is out. Yeah, it is. It looks good. <laughs> it looks fire. It looks fire. Plus, I, uh, what's, I'm, the, what's the official date for that? January 8th, I think. 8th yeah. or 18th. I don't remember which one. I think it's the 8th, though. It's a I good am way so, to kick off 2021. I am so invested is that That's I plan that. on taking off that day <laughs> and, and watching it. Like, I love the show that much. I'm all in. <laughs> okay. I'm all in. All right, so. All right. so what have you guys been watching? Man, I've been watching a lot. Like I said, I I've been soon to know, be canceled shows. I'm soon assuming. to be canceled shows, obviously. So I watched the new season of Big Mouth, season four. I like it. Um, I think it's funny. I think one of the big things for me is that my kids watch it, so it's definitely a show that's relatable. It is. What did I call it when you guys were were complaining that I didn't watch Selena? I said it's the Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, 
but for right. this age of, of, you know, this day and age, which, which, which may be doing a disservice to a classic, and, and I apologize, but that's kind of the way it feels. There's a lot of things in there that I know that kids don't know and that are embarrassed about, and it puts it in such a way that they can be a little bit more comfortable discussing things and, and even kind of maybe learning things that maybe they're too embarrassed to ask. I know that seems crazy, but that I've been watching that. I thought, like I said, I finished up that season. It was good. I know that me and Diego are going to talk about a show that I just loved, uh, which is Alice in Borderland. I mean, are we talking about the Christmas, the holiday movies, or are we, we just mentioning it we now? We I think talk you two are going to talk about it, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I, I watched that. I watched the new season of Mr. Iglesias because I like that. I think it's very reminiscent of something that you would have seen on, you know, Fox, NBC, maybe five years ago. You know, it's just, it's a straight 30-minute comedy, which is, is what it is meant to be, and I enjoy that about it. It's a little less effort, but I, I like the characters. Um, and then I watched the, the one I can never remember the name of, what, the Angela's Christmas, whatever, Wish. whatever. Angela's Christmas Wish. Okay, and we're not talking about that, so I can talk about it now? Is yeah. that correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me very much of one of my favorite movies, with is which is Yes, Virginia, which is a phenomenal animated movie for the Christmas time. And it, man, it may be my all-time favorite, even surpassing some of the Rankin-Bass stuff, which is crazy. It's, just got, it's got such a good story. There's no downside to it. And this felt like it was going to be in the same vein. It was not as good as that but i felt that it was something me and my daughter watched and it was it was enjoyable it definitely was enjoyable with a good message the cgi was well done i mean being a netflix animated thing you know we're always kind of talking about sometimes they don't hit the mark i think angela's christmas wish hit the mark but i don't necessarily think it would be something that i would watch every year like yes virginia i'm watching that every year but it was in the same vein i thought it was nice you know family thing holidays all that good stuff Okay, okay. Amy, what about you? Um, so I watched my ones that I had kind of said I was going to watch, the Spirit uh, interactive one, which I loved. I thought it was great. It, the story is one of the horses gets stolen by horse thieves, and so the girls have to join forces with Butch LaPrey, which is an old, not old, but an outlaw that they've dealt with in the past, and they have to kind of come together to save the horse, and of course, the villain has ulterior motives, but pick your own adventure, and I liked it because there are some of them where every single time you have to go back to the beginning, but I like the way that Netflix does it, where when you get to a certain point, you can change just the last decision that you made, or you can go back all the way to the beginning and make different decisions all the way through. And so my little guy and I really, we enjoyed it. I thought it was another really great installment in the series. It was a standalone episode. You didn't have to know any of the story beforehand. It wasn't like you could only enjoy it if you were a fan of the series because you could absolutely just enjoy it as a standalone. So that was great. I watched Pokemon Journeys 3. Um, it was, I mean, it was more of the same. I've, I've not been like a huge fan of this series just because to me, I feel like I'm just watching somebody play Pokemon Go. But if you're a fan, you will enjoy it. It's more of the same. Diego, if you watched it, I'm assuming that you would have enjoyed all the battle scenes. Hmm. They made some new friends along the way. That's the part of it that I like, just meeting new people that they run into. So Pokemon Journeys 3 was another, just like Journeys 1 and 2. Uh, I tried to watch Just Another Christmas, and it just, for me, it missed the mark. It was like a foreign Jim Carrey movie. 
he just he made a lot of facial expressions every scene was like i his eyes are rolling and he's making these whole kind of facial things and it just it didn't feel like the plot was the plot and so i watched about i don't know a third of it and then i just had to turn it off it just wasn't for me i tried i really tried but it i just couldn't get through it i watched my daughter and i my 19 year old and i watched the prom and we loved it thought it was great this is a movie adaptation of a Broadway show called The Prom, and it's these down-on-their-luck Broadway stars. They're, they star in a Broadway show called Eleanor on Eleanor Roosevelt that gets canceled after the first night. They need something to kind of, you know, keep their careers going, so they decide to find a cause. They go to this small Indiana town, and they rally behind this girl who lives in this small town who wants to take her girlfriend to the prom. And the, the town is just against it. Um, the, the cast is ridiculous. You have James Corden. You have Meryl Streep. You have Keegan-Michael Key. You have Nicole Kidman. You have Andrew Rennell's amazing cast. They're all so talented. The message was super powerful about love and acceptance. I thought it was great. My guess is that people who live in small towns in the Midwest might not be big fans because they're not portrayed in a great light. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Totally give me my Broadway fix. I, I mean, it's definitely, obviously a Broadway show. Like, I don't know if you remember, but when I watched The Boys in the Band, I said you could totally tell that this was a play that they made into a movie because it, it sounded like a play, like with the monologues or whatever. And this was definitely, you could feel like you were in the theater on Broadway watching this. Just, you could feel when they were going to ramp into a song and the dancing was amazing and the singing was great. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Ryan Murphy was the director. He's the one who did Glee. It was wonderful. Then I watched a series from Spain, which was awesome. Awesome. I had this on my list. I kept thinking about watching it, and I'm so glad I did. Definitely for adults. This is not for kids. It's not even really for teenagers. But it's a series from Spain, and it's about this teacher, and she gets a job in a school. Um, she's kind of filling in. She's a sub and she's going to be teaching literacy, uh, literature, and she's replacing a teacher who she finds out in the first episode. So it's not really a big spoiler that this teacher committed suicide and the class seems really invested in this old teacher and they're really giving the new teacher a hard time. The thing that's really cool about this show, it's a, it's a mystery. The whole series is a mystery, but the it alternates between timelines, so and it does it really very seamlessly, showing you the new teacher in the present as she kind of gets wrapped up in this mystery of what happened to this old teacher, because a lot of people don't believe that she committed suicide. And then they're also just as easily showing you what happened with the old teacher, like the life that she was living, to take you to the end where you ultimately find out what happens. This was great. There were all these twists along the way. I didn't see any of them coming. The dual timelines were a great way of presenting the story. It was intriguing. The actors and actresses were wonderful. It was really well written. I The Mess You Leave Behind was a great, great series. I really enjoyed this a lot. And then finally, just this morning, I watched Fierce, uh, which was a movie from Poland, I believe. And it was a great movie as well I'm kind of sad that I saved it for for so late but it was this movie about this girl who lives in a small town with her mother and there's this American Idol type show 
And one of the judges plays like a Simon Cowell kind of character. He's the one who's always kind of saying these snarky things to the people. And he's known for being really rough on people. And the show says, we're going to, you know, next week we're going on a trip and we're going to his hometown. And, of course, we find out that um, that he is the father of this girl who is watching the show all the time with her mother. And she's kind of an outcast. She winds up getting involved in the show. It was a really good. It's not what I expected at all. It was a really, really good movie about this girl and her mother in the small town and then the relationship with her father who really doesn't want to claim her, accept her, anything. And then just kind of how she falls into this spotlight and how she deals with the fame. And it was just a really, really great show. And her voice is ridiculous. So good. So that's what I've been watching this time. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, I mean, you guys touched upon a lot of shows there. Uh, for me, I only... Besides the shows that we're going to talk about later, I watched two. I guess they would, well, one's definitely a documentary, and that's the Surgeon's Cut. And Amy, I know you said that you were interested in watching it, and Damien, I was. you said you said it might be too uh, too much blood or too gory, but it really wasn't. I was expecting to see like a lot of, um, I guess, procedures, and you saw a couple here and there, but it was just, I guess, you know, they follow four very like the best doctors in their fields. So the first one was uh, a, a, a doctor for babies, a heart doctor, a brain doctor. And I can't remember the last one, but the right away, the, the baby doctor got, is there, is there a real name for a baby doctor? What is that? Uh, Amy? What is there that? is. And why would I know? Why are you asking if I know? I don't um, know. Bill, Bill Cosby. Kids. What would he play? He played, um, it's not an obstetrician. An ob- yeah. Oh, wait. Is it a, a, a maternity doctor or like for babies? Like a pediatrician? Like surgery. Like, yeah, like he does like the surgeries for babies. Obstetrician. And so he was... Obstetrician? No, surgeries on babies? Yeah, or like... Or, um, like once the baby's born? No, no, no. Like while they're still in the womb. Then he's an OBGYN. He's like a maternity obstetrician surgeon i don't know yeah well whatever so he uh he pretty much invented this procedure to help with uh fusion twin fusion syndrome i think it's called when they're the the babies are using like the same blood supply so he like invented this procedure and so now like this was like in the 70s i believe and it just goes through the whole like his whole story pretty much of how he became this like world-renowned doctor and that's pretty much the setup for all Every single episode is they showed you their procedures. They show you some of their patients. They show you what how what inspired them when they were kids. And it's it's interesting to see it, but it's also um, very boring, very dry in terms of like there were times where I had to just like walk away because it was just it was a little boring. It was slow moving, um, but interesting, very interesting. And the other one I saw was Alien Worlds, which I thought was going to be really cool, but I the first episode, fifteen minutes, and I, I couldn't even I couldn't even go anymore. Yeah, I feel too... like it's good. I didn't waste my time then. Yeah, I, I thought it's it. I, I don't know what was I expecting, but it wasn't good at all yeah, for me. Yeah, I lasted ten minutes on that one and then turned it off. So yeah, so it, it wasn't it wasn't good at all for me. I fifteen minutes done. So I couldn't really dive into what it was really about. Pretty much trying to see what other worlds would be like based on what we know here on Earth. And they would do like experiments with like kite flying and this and that. No, no, no. No, I just want I just I just wanted to see alien worlds. That's what I thought it'd be. Okay. 
But uh, that's about it. You guys ready to talk about in depth and get into Spoilerville? I think so. All right, let's get into it. Warning. 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 All right, everyone, you know what that sound means. That means we are in Spoilerville. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for the holiday movies that made us, Selena the series and Alice in Borderland, then make sure you fast forward to around the 42 minute and a half and 30 seconds and you'll hear what you may have missed, what we're looking forward to watching, and then best in show, Spoilerville coming up. So where do you guys want to go first? We have three decent shows. Movies, series, or do you want to go first? Wait, are we doing the movies that made us? Christmas edition? Yeah. Yes. All right, we you can do that one first, because I don't know if there's a lot to talk about there. I Listen, it was Elf and The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Two of my going, favorites. Oh, it was interesting. I, I like Elf a lot. I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was kind of a behind the scenes, that you know, how they shot some of the things, how they got some of the people on, who didn't, you know make it to the movies in terms of you know casting and things like that i thought it was enjoyable i mean the forced perspective shots of elf were very interesting from a technology standpoint to kind of get that feel of of how they took care of them and it was interesting also how they kind of sometimes fly by the seam of their pants and you know this is something they wanted to do and couldn't do it and this is how they figured out how to do it and i also thought elf one was interesting you know, how they cut the film, like in terms of the final product and the fact that it was right. They were trying to make it something that it was not. They're trying to make it a Will Ferrell movie when it was really not. And, the you know, the way that the people kind of cut it to start with the studio and then how they cut it the second time. It was enjoyable. I don't love A Nightmare Before Christmas, so it was not as enjoyable there. And that one seems like for whatever reason, I knew more about it. There was more that you already kind of knew just because of the type of film it was, you know, because it was so groundbreaking in terms of how they did it that, you know, a lot of that information felt like it had been out there a little bit more. I just, I just, I, like you said, I really enjoyed the back, the behind the scenes and how the studio was like, you'll never make a Will Ferrell, a movie starring Will Ferrell. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah, that was funny. And so just like the whole getting the green light to even produce the movie and getting someone to be the producers and getting a studio on board and just how such a, we think about Elf as being one of like a classic at this point. It is a classic without a doubt. And you would think like any studio would like jump on board with this kind of movie and you see that, no, that wasn't the case. They Well, they were just, nobodies. Like It's yeah. like almost like they got lucky because there was a That's bunch of they nobodies. Said. Yeah. They're like, to there's a nobody movie. writer, nobody director, uh, well, nobody producers like everyone and and what I found so interesting was is that you know it almost didn't come about because they were so concerned about the similarity to the Rankin and Bass stuff especially in terms of the characters clothing the design or, yeah, yeah and could you imagine if that was shut down I mean that is a classic classic sort of, of, of movie and again yeah there was definitely some stuff out there that we knew like you know who was you know Farley was supposed to be, you know, that character. Right. Like just, it's so many different things that you kind of had heard, but having it all put together, and I thought that there was some great behind-the-scenes, you know, film work. But what I found also interesting was these guys were, like, staying up all night to try to set up those shots because if they didn't, they didn't have enough, you know, time or money to actually film them and trying to come up with ideas. All right, we don't know how to do this. 
Okay, well, what are we going to do? All right, well, let's talk. You know what I mean? All of that was interesting. And then the fact that they had to do the stop motion in what, like a day or something crazy? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was nuts. I don't and know. Even, I like I said I enjoyed that one actually far more than the other one. So and even the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, like there was just a lot of things that I didn't know in terms of mm-hmm. you know Tim Burton. Who, everyone's like, oh, this is Tim Burton's movie, and it almost it's it's not the way they painted it. it was like yeah, yeah, he had the idea, but like the direct like the directing and the actual production of the movie itself, like he had very little to do with it because he was doing Batman. Yeah. And so, like, that was just, I thought that the, the whole dynamic of that crew was interesting and how they all, like, it, it totally almost bombed at the movie theaters. And then eventually, like, it kind of became, like, a cult classic hit yeah. kind of thing. But I yeah. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed both of them. I, I thought it was going to be longer. I thought there was going to be more. I, I thought there surprised. were going to be more episodes or more yeah. movies. But to be honest, I'm not, I think I said this in the last episode, I'm not real big on holiday movies. Hmm. So I I don't know what other holiday movie they would have put there that I would have watched. Maybe uh, a Christmas story. Wait, what's Santa, that? Santa Claus, maybe like one of those. Uh, yeah, but I, again, the Christmas what? Chronicles too. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, and the show led me to another show, which I guess we'll talk about in you know what you may have missed section. But they have another one called the movies that made us, and it's just. Yeah other movies and i didn't know that oh okay yeah, yeah so yeah. uh it kind of put me on to some other of my other favorites and i'll talk about it later but i i like that i like the setup of the show how you get to see a lot of behind the scenes like information you didn't know about some of your favorite movies how it was made the casting who was the original cast who they had yeah. to get instead like i i i like I take a the, home uh, alone one yeah well i saw the ghostbusters one and that was dope okay yeah uh, but I thoroughly, if you're a big fan of Elf or The Nightmare Before Christmas, this is a must-watch. Must-watch. Yeah. 100%. Good. So, uh, Amy, you want to talk about Selena? Selena? Sure. Selena? Absolutely. Well, what do you got? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so this is a, a series that follows the life of the singer Selena Quintanilla. Starts from her childhood, like from the earliest time when her father realized that she had this amazing voice. And takes us up through like 1991, I think. Uh, maybe maybe 1990. I don't remember exactly how long it took us. But I know that, or I don't remember the date. But it took us to when the band was doing great and they had gotten their first gold record. I thought, I thought it was great. I didn't realize that it was like season one. I thought that there was, this was like a standalone series. And by the end... We would have the end. And if you know the story of um, Selena, then she was actually murdered um, by the president of her fan club, which was a huge, huge story uh, when it happened. And I had been a fan of hers as a musician anyway. And then I remember when she was murdered and just I followed that story so closely. So as I'm watching the series, I keep waiting for us to get there. And then they don't even introduce the woman until like the last episode or the second to last episode. And I was like, wow, they're really going to wrap this up quickly. But no, then the last episode ended and she's still alive. So obviously there will be a season two, but I thought this was great. I enjoyed this thoroughly. I loved seeing the family dynamic. I loved seeing how close she was with her sister. I didn't realize that her brother was really the person who wrote most of those earlier songs. I thought it was very, um, not telling, but 
just this idea of there's so many times when you see that the parents become the managers of the kids in show business. And you always wonder about that relationship, right? Like, am I dad or am I, or am I mom or am I manager? And I felt like, you know, a lot of the time with her, I felt like dad really tried to play both. But when it came to things that he felt strongly about, like, should she be allowed to date or what she could wear or whatever, that he was always manager. And I thought it was interesting to see his relationship with the son as well, because I felt like he was only manager with the son. Like he just wanted the son to keep cranking out hits. Um, I don't know. I th- I just, I thought it was really, really a really well done show. What'd you think about it? I loved it uh, for everything that you just said. And I'm just going to add the tidbit that uh, we watched the first, we binged the first six episodes, the whole family. So my wife, my parents, even my son was there for a couple of minutes in and out of the room, but, and it was just interesting to hear my mom, like kind of talk about the different events or how she would say like, Oh, I remember this or, Oh, later on the dad did this or even, oh, and she'll talk about the brother AB, how like even today, like he's still like working in the music business right. and, and things like that. And like, he's very like well known. Um, so it's just, it was very, just, it was cool. It was very like a cool feeling to watch it. I mean, I grew up with the music. So I know uh, like a lot of her songs, but just to see, I was a kid back then, so I don't know like the history of her, her family, her career. So just getting like kind of filling in the gaps of my childhood mm-hmm. a little bit now right. that I'm older was very, very cool. And I thought it was well done. I thought everything was well. I thought the, the, the my only gripe about the, the series is the driving scenes when oh, they're like in oh, the car. Oh, they were so terribly filmed. <laughs> yes, they were so, it was so bad. <laughs> like the, the visual effects there were terrible hair like so like it reminded me of like saved by the bell when they would be in the car uh like and and that just i don't know if they did that you can imagine the people standing on the outside of the car gently shaking it back and forth to make it look like it's moving yeah Yeah. and like i i part of me felt like i wonder if they're doing this on purpose or like they're like ah well you know f it we're just the production cost let's just we're just gonna make this no one cares about this part (laughs) <laughs> but it really stood out for me and i was like this is so cheesy like it just but i maybe they were going for cheesy because in, a, in, in essence a lot of uh, especially when there was just the two sisters there right a lot of their moments were a little like cheesy kind of like that re- their relationship um yeah yeah but it was it was cool i liked was, i really liked how they they really paid attention to like the little details like i remember she was always so sparkly Everything was so sparkly. And I loved how they were showing, like, even, like, she bought a bedazzler. And she's, like, putting little sequins on it. Like, and I, I like, I appreciated knowing, too, as they were getting started, I thought it was really interesting to watch, like, how they really were doing everything themselves. Like, they didn't have money to like buy all the fancy stuff like everything was very homegrown and I really enjoyed that too I also thought it was interesting to watch I'm not going to call them battles because they weren't battles but the the tension that she had with the record company who kept promising her all she wanted to do was sing these songs that she had heard on the radio for the longest time and they kept saying nope you have to sing these Tejano songs right and she's like but I want to sing this and even at a concert she's singing and they're telling her that's not what people want to hear from you and sure enough like right in the middle like the crowd is lost and her sister kind of changes the beat and goes into a song that the crowd was ready to hear 
and it changes. But even with the record company, she's like, I want to make an English language album. And they kept saying, yeah, the next one, the next one, the next one. And she's like, no, I want to make that crossover. Like, it's really important to me. And they kept saying, wait, wait, wait. Um, so even that I thought was really interesting. I, I just, I thought it was a great look at, and I did some Googling afterwards, like I do with everything. And they said that for the most part, it stayed pretty true to, yeah. to the story. You know, there wasn't a lot of, of Hollywood. And again, they got most of the story from her family. So her family's, you know, going to portray it in a certain way. But I, I just thought it was really very good. And I'm totally on board when season two rolls around. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I, I was like you too. I didn't know that it was, it was season one. And then my mom actually got to finish the episodes a little bit earlier than I did. And she's like, that's it. That's all we're going to see. And I'm like, what right. do you mean? And she's like, it doesn't show like the end of her right. career. And I was like, oh, I, I thought it was. And she's like, yeah, there's there's supposed I hope there's another season. Um, So, you know, that, my mom was a very big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we, we first moved to New Jersey, she that was one of the songs we would listen to in the car and at home and. So I remember a lot of it. So it's very, you know, nostalgic for me as well. So 100% recommend it. Even if you've never heard of any of her music, I mm-hmm. still say watch this and then you'll love the music as well. And it's very family friendly. There's yes. nothing like I talked to my students about it. I was like, hey, you know what, guys, I watched this over the weekend and you guys might really enjoy this because it was it was family friendly as well. And it's a story of this girl who who kind of makes it. I'm what I'm interested about in season two is season one covers like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Season two is I, based on when I think she died. I think season two is going to be pretty in depth over like the course of two years. I don't yeah. feel like, you know, there, there's that much more time left in her life to cover in a season two. But I'm hopeful that they really do go in depth and spend, you know, the full season. And I hope that they don't cut it to like you know, two or three episodes just because there's not as much time. I would love for them to go in depth because this now is going to be the height of her fame. It's going to be when she gets married. It's going to be when they start having all the issues with the woman who eventually kills her. And I'm super interested in kind of the the background of all of that too. So it was a great show. Very good. Very good. So highly recommend. Check it out. Absolutely. Hopefully hopefully some news on uh, season two in the next uh couple of months maybe just to at least to give us a day of when when the next one will come out so the final show d is alice in borderlands and all right you love this show because you I did said so it he, multiple he, times yes here's the synopsis here so ari sue who is this uh, i'm gonna read this actually right from the media center is a listless jobless and video game obsessed young man suddenly finds himself in a strange emptied out version of tokyo in which he and his friends must compete in dangerous games in order to survive so he, again, now I'm going to paraphrase here, he meets uh, Usagi, which is a young woman who's also in the games alone. They kind of, you know, get together. And <clears throat> I didn't realize until after, but it makes total sense. So it's based on a survival and thriller manga. So, I mean, that makes total sense. I like this so much. So I feel like it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I, I mean, I just I think it w- was that good. So as we kind of go through the episodes, it was, you know, in the beginning, you have this setup of him and his friends and, you know, the fact that they're all of a sudden being introduced to this game stuff. And then it, it's got this great slow build. You get introduced to the games, you know, the one game, and then you get introduced to a little bit more of the games of getting a little bit of the backstory. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, it's just them and trying to figure out what's going on in this world. I, I mean, I liked it overall. I don't think there was anything I, I didn't care for. I liked the characters. I liked the fact that the characters were, like, were you know, characters that I thought wouldn't be expendable were. I, yeah. I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I just don't think uh, I anything bad to say about it. I really enjoyed it, too. It was, like, for me, it was a cross of, like, Hunger Games in terms of, like, the, the, the type of competitions that they had to kind of go through. Just a little bit more, uh, you some, some you knew someone was going to die, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very reminiscent of Battle Royale, which is, you know, where Hunger Games stole their whole thing going on, which I enjoyed Battle Royale a lot. But I liked that the little things that they kind of let me know and must have been terrible in terms of budget for filming is that you have these games and what they did is there's even like these cutaways where they show you even more of the games i was like oh this is yeah. really cool right you forgot right it's like it was a, the, like the montage where they like broke up into teens and they went yes. to different yes yes and and i liked the whole setup of the beach I thought that that was very well done. You're not left hanging for so long about what's going on. I mean, not that you know everything going on right in the middle, but you're the pacing of what they introduce you to is great. I think the fact that they let them, the way that they solve these games, and some of the games were interesting, right? Like the one with the light bulb. That was yeah, good. I've, I've like seen that test, before, though. His test. Yeah, yeah yes. that's, the, that's the other movie that it was like when, a combination of Hunger Games and Saw. Were like yeah, I didn't see Saw, but okay. Oh man, see Saw is like the same thing. Like you were in, and he'd be like, "Let's play a game," and okay. the game was you had to figure out how to get out of this death trap. Okay, and that kind of reminded like I, when I was watching. Like, it, is Saw like, super scary, or is it like? Could I watch? Yeah, it? it's more gory than scary. I would say uh, for you, you. Know, I don't love that, but yeah, yeah, but it's like the the games that they're in, and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I could get out of that one, and that's yep. where like and that's kind of what I liked about. Alice in Borderland was I put myself there. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what would I do here. And then I try to see like if they would do it. And if they got out, I'd be like, oh. and a lot of times I'd be like, nope, wouldn't have yeah. made it out of that one. <laughs> the the Lamb Wolf one was was probably the most interesting because it sets the stage for the fact that you're not gonna get to keep all the characters you like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I was surprised everyone's dead. I was like, okay, like all right, like I didn't expect that at all. I expected. They were going to come up with a plan that was going to save them all, or at least save them all besides the girl. Like, I kind of had that feeling, and now they're all dead. How's that? I thought that. when like, he was trying to, like, uh, break the the headpiece or whatever, yeah. I thought that was going to be his way out. Okay. It, and there were, a lot of, there were a lot of good, like, twists and turns, especially mm -hmm. I like how the, the cards, the playing cards, symbolize yeah, different kinds of games. So, like, the, the, heart, the suit of hearts was the most... Heart, the hardest so the ten of yeah. hearts when that came out to play like i was like what kind of game is that and then when Artisu like figured it out i was like man like yeah. this guy's really they're, they're painting out this guy to be extremely smart so well again he'd been his main thing was he was a gamer and he solved puzzles in games right it made sense i thought that they did a good job at setting the stage right for him in terms of you know what he could and couldn't do i i just the only thing is, is that when they're doing the light bulb thing, like what would have happened? I don't think if they don't let him solve it, they would have had enough time to actually get out. Like how much time was that lady going to give him as the test? Right. That was the thing that was kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Like would they have made it? But it is at the end of the day, a series. So that's how it was set up. 
And so I, I have like, a question. Can I ask yeah, a quick so, question? So yeah. it sounds like, and again, I didn't watch this, but it sounds like, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. It's my favorite book. Uh, and I love the movie too. The West End Game. <laughs> no, well, okay. Yes, I do love that one too. Oh my gosh. But the the one with the video game. And if you win the game, you win the whole company. Player, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Is it like that at all? You guys keep saying like Hunger Games, which gives me one image of it, but then you're also talking like it's more it Hunger like Games. Like it's, it's more, more yeah, games. more Hunger Games because okay. like in it, Ready Player One, I never felt like the player is going to die. Okay, that's true. Uh, mad Where, people die in this. Okay, mad people. A lot of people. <laughs> it, 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 a it's, lot it's, of people. So Diego, have you seen Battle Royale? No. Okay, so that's it. that's what again my theory, right? That's where Hunger Games was, was stolen from, and. <laughs> It you is, feel very passionate about that, man. I, I do feel, and I love Hunger Games. Do not get me wrong. She wrote a better battle royale, right? Like she, she definitely wrote a battle royale. Battle Royale is a Japanese action thriller film, and that was in two thousand. Well worth watching, based on a novel as well. Do you would love it? Like it seems like that would be it, and this is what that felt like. It was that sort of feel, a little bit different in Hunger Games because Battle Royale is is different than hunger games in that sort of sense and there's like you can go down a rabbit hole because there's a film there's battle royale 2 requiem there's a manga there's you know, battle royale 2 blitz royale like there's all sorts of stuff but it's it's really kind of cool um but i i really liked it like i said i i enjoyed it and what i always feel is an interesting take is you know if one of my sons watches it and also enjoys it i feel like okay it appeals to, to multiple generations and, and my middle kid really did like it as well well, my only I, fear about the show is that you like it so much. It's going to get canceled? It's going to get canceled. It's a manga, though. Dude, they, they, like, they don't just cancel manga, so it, depending on what happens. But I also like, how awesome was the bus one? Like, I felt like I should have known and I didn't know. <laughs> but like, I, it, it was like. But they I, don't was, show you the bus to like kind of give you the clues either. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they did. I'd have to go back and look. But it's also one of those, like, and that's what brings me back to it being like Saw, where it's like the the choice is sometimes so it's right in front of you, like yeah. your options to survive are right in front of you, if you just kind of so, take a second. But like, so when, Amy, when it's what, life and death, you don't have a second to think. Yeah. So what it was is that one of the games that they were in was it was you know the the main characters and then some of these other you know secondary characters. And they're in this bus. And the game is called, I forget what the name of the game was called, but what they think it is, is it's a distance game. So on their phone, they all get phones before every game, but they're not connected to any, you know, besides what they're doing. And it was a distance thing. So they all thought they had to run, but one of the guys in there has a busted up leg. Okay. So they're on this bus. They There's an, you know, an electromagnetic bomb went off. So nothing that's like electronic works. So they can't start the, the bus per se and all that. So they can't drive away and they think it's this big distance thing. Well, what they come to find out is, and they're in a tunnel. Well, the tunnel starts to flood with water. So as they come back to the bus, the long and the short of it is, is that on the bus was written the word goal in graffiti. So distance to goal. And what the distance was, was how far away you were from the goal. So they were at the goal to begin with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was, it was a setup like that. There was things like that, that were just enjoyable. It, okay. it was just, it was enjoyable. And I thought the filming, again, if I... The, the special effects, the only thing that was a little rough were the animals. 
right? Yeah. The panther, I, the panther was actually not the worst. Because I think the, it was dark, but the tiger. Yes, the tiger. <laughs> when was, the guy fought it and punches him. Punched it in the face? I was like, <laughs> look. Listen, he, he shot it like six times and then punches it. But... Yeah, that was that was interesting. That, I mean, that guy was a badass to begin was, with, but still. That was part of the uh, the montage of all the different games being played. Yeah, that one was the one that I thought was a little <laughs> rough. I was like, everything looks so good, and you spent all this money, and then you got this dude punching a CGI tiger so, in the face. So let me ask you this, right? Yeah. Where, what do you think happened? Like, how did they end up here? Where did all the people disappear? Like, what do you think about that? Well, Cause that's... I mean, I, I, alternate universe. Okay. Right, but why are they there? So start to think about the people, and I feel like they, listen. They spent too much time showing us the bad things that the people did that were there. Uh-huh. Like, why do you show me the girl um, sleeping with her boss? Right. Like, what what did that mean? Unless it's something like you're a bad person, that's why you're there. I don't know, but that just seemed to me like why would you do that otherwise? Right. Yeah, I'd. I, it has to be a multiple multiple universe kind of thing. That's the only thing I was thinking of was two. But yeah. then again, it's it's the the why and who are these people that have this kind of power to teleport you to somewhere else? <laughs> the Watcher, so, man. The Watcher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I, looking forward another show that I'm looking forward to for another season. So yeah. I, I I need to see where this goes and who the the people are the game master. I mean, right? the, the only thing I feel like for this one is if worst case if it if it gets you know. Uh, gets pulled like a day it's a damon show and it gets pulled like here's here's the thing i can just go get the manga like that like that's good like where's the manga for the society like that's what i need like <laughs> give me the manga for the society so i can figure out what the heck happened <laughs> you're obsessed with the society i love that show i, I, I really am like i just need somebody to tell me what happened so that's why i, I just think that this one doesn't like it won't hurt as bad but i i think because you know this is a netflix pickup this is not a Netflix produce, right? So it's a different ballgame. We were not really worried about Netflix not picking it up because Netflix picks stuff up. And I think that's something that people have to understand is, you know, when you get something like, let's say, like Hoops, right? They're putting the money out and, and you know, production costs can go here, there, whatever. They got to make their money. You know, when they pick up something from another country that's already done, per se, you know, they're paying that cost just to run the show rather than, you know, the production costs of that from my understanding so i don't right. know all right so amy what might we have missed that's not gonna make sense what did we miss amy <laughs> <laughs> so i'm feeling like i missed it and i'm not sure how i missed it but my little guy and i sat down the other day and we watched klaus which i had not seen before oh. i think it was 2019 maybe is this this it animated was- one Yes, it was beautiful. And it's basically the origin story or, you know, a fictional origin story of how Santa Claus came to be. It was such, first of all, visually beautiful. Like it was just gorgeous to look at. But the story was beautiful and it was such a great Christmassy movie to watch that I just I was thrilled with it and my little guy loved it as well and I I missed it and so I'm guessing other people might have missed it as well so if you are looking for just a really beautiful holiday story that kind of touches on or sets up the the history of Santa Claus not not the actual historical history but in a fictionalized version it was a great great movie so that's 
That's the one that I think you might have missed. I, I actually got to catch that last year, last holiday season. Uh, and it, it was. It was very good. Like, we were watching it as we were cooking. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we were like, wait a second. This is this kind of good. Right. Exactly. So we exactly. Uh, we finished watching. So, yeah, that's a really good one. For me, and I mentioned it already, I got to watch the movies that made us. And so for this one, you know, Damon and I talked about the holiday version. This one, they had four four other classic movies. They had Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters and Die Hard. So I immediately jumped on to watch the Ghostbusters one. Sure. And again and again, the behind the scenes footage, the original cast, originally it was supposed to be like Eddie Murphy. I knew Jim Belushi was supposed to be there. Um, but unfortunately, you know, he, he passed away. So then they got Bill Murray and they talked about how Bill Murray they were skeptical if he would even show up to filming and seeing Ernie Hudson there and then them talking about um Oh, the guy that played Egon. Harold uh, Ramis. I forgot. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Um, and just so good. Just so good. Everything about that was really good. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching the Die Hard one and the Home Alone one. Dirty Dancing. Uh, I'll save it for last. But the other two, I definitely want to see. I'll start with Dirty Dancing when I watch that one. And then I'll go to Die Hard, then Ghostbusters, and then Home Alone. I'm not as big of a Home Alone fan as I think everybody else in the world is, so. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, what are you guys going to watch now? What's coming up for you guys? I, I haven't even looked. Wow, that's crazy. So I'm going to watch We Can Be Heroes, though. That's on Christmas, December 25th. I'm definitely going to watch that. I think that it's going to be this weird little spot of a little bit of a break over the holidays, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because then we come right into Cobra Kai. There is a bunch of stuff coming out in January, but I don't think I have a lot on my agenda, to be honest with you, for upcoming watching. Okay. I mean, for me, and I know, Amy, you're going to agree with this one, Sabrina. A hundred percent. Thrill and Adventure of Sabrina, part four is coming out December 31st. I actually just finished uh, part three just recently because i just been putting it off. But when I knew that Netflix said that this was the last one, right? Part four is the last one. I knew that I had to, had to get a handle on my Sabrina watching. But I thoroughly enjoy Sabrina. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it. I just really like the show. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to this show called The Midnight. I think it's a movie, actually. The Midnight Sky. Okay. Uh, and I'm pretty sure George Clooney's in there. It looks like him, at least, with the beard. Headspace Guide to Meditation. That seems interesting. I'll give it a, I'll give it a go. Of course, We Can Be Heroes. We talked about that one. And then Equinox. Seems like a scary, scary uh, movie or series, so I'll give that one a shot as well. You're not going to be watching Pup Academy Season 2? Pup Academy? Yeah. Um, we will be watching Pup Academy Season 2 at my house. Okay. I don't even know. Yeah. Pup Academy sure doesn't even show pup, up on my list. They're, they're talking puppies. I, I don't know how you could not be watching talking puppies. Oh, I just saw this one show called Best Leftovers Ever. And, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I so, saw you know that. I, 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 don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, uh, but I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give it, I'll give it a go to see. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to, I need to, I haven't added anything to my list from last time because I did not make a lot of headway with my list. We still did not get to the Captain Underpants Mega Blissmas, which we need to be watching as well. I want to see Layla Everlasting. This week, I think California Christmas is coming out. I want to see that. Diego, you were telling me about Rose Island. I have that oh, on my list. Oh, man, I, I forgot. Rose well, Island can, was very good. We can very talk about good. it next time then. 
Because okay. I do plan on watching it. Um, Home for Christmas season two. I talked about that, I think, two episodes ago. I loved season one. I kind of stumbled on it. So I'm very excited for season two, which is coming December 18th. And then the one that I am most excited about because my daughter and I love, love, love dance shows is Tiny Pretty Things, which is coming this, uh, actually, I think it's coming tomorrow. So I'm really excited for that. There's a ton of other things coming out that I want to watch, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep my expectations low as we head into the busy season here and, um, hopefully I'll surpass them. So that's what I'm going to watch. All right. So what do you guys got then for best in show? No, it's not even a question for me, Alice in Borderland. Okay. Amy? For me, it's The Mess You Leave Behind. It was so good. Again, not for kids or teens, but it's such a great mystery. The series was awesome. So The Mess You Leave Behind is my best in show this week. And for me, it's definitely Selena. I mean, it was just really good, the nostalgic aspect of it. So awesome show, awesome series. And that's it, all right? Guys, have anything else to add for episode 16? No, that's about it. Have a good holiday. Yes, everyone have a good holiday season. If uh, you you want to leave us a comment, question, uh, critique, suggestion, anything, check out the Facebook page, leave a review on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.